Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 131 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we um, continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the week of May the 2nd to May the 8th uh, from Exodus um, chapters 35 to 40 and Leviticus 1, 16 and 19. And today we're going to conclude the chapters of Exodus as well as uh, go through a few of the bits in Leviticus that are highlighted. Um, again, there is absolutely so much uh, that could be studied uh, as we go through these sections. Um, but we are obviously going to have to just cover what we are able to cover. So uh, let's get stuck in. So we conclude Levit- um, Exodus with a... Um, discussion about what the um what Aaron and the priests will be clothed in. Um again we've talked about some of the symbolism with the materials that came into the tabernacle and the clothing that the priests wore. Uh, but one of the things which you may recognise uh is in verse thirty of Exodus thirty nine where it says, And they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote upon it in a write a writing like to the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. Um, and of course, this is reflective of how we have on our temples the phrase holiness to the Lord. We do not have it written on the uh, on a crown of the um, the ordinance workers working at the temple, but we have it on the face, on the surface of every temple that is built today. Um, and that, of course, uh, is symbolic of this link between the, ta- the tabernacle and the temples that we have today. Um, that it is a place where the Lord made well, uh, and it is re- ready to receive Him. Uh, so we have then. I mean, obviously, we can discuss the um, the actual um, symbols and items that will be that would be in the tabernacle uh, as you make your way through. Uh, for example, as you enter the tabernacle, you have the altar upon which uh, offerings are made. Uh, and reminds us of the great and last sacrifice of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Uh, many of these sacrifices made in the in the tabernacle uh, were were animals without blemish. Um, they were voluntarily given by the people. Um, they were in place of the sinner uh, to make an atonement. Uh, blood was used often in this uh, process, whether it was uh, blood uh, of the animal which uh, was shed. Uh, and also, um, depending on the sacrifice, blood was put on the ear, the, the finger and the toe of the person for whom um, this animal was a vicarious sacrifice for. Uh, and so that um, was important. Uh, of course, there is the um, the laver, uh, which the priests would wash in and they would be anointed with oil before they would be able to enter into um, the holy place in the tabernacle. Uh, and that, again, you, you know, when you think of our temples today and the imagery of uh, cleanliness and being anointed uh, or being made pure uh, with oil, then that is, um, again, another link and symbol of uh, the temples and the saviour that we have today. We then enter uh, inside the uh, the actual holy place and in there we see, again, uh, links with worship that we have today. And some of those things uh, that we can discuss include the um, the candles. 
<laughs> or the menorah that was sat on one of the tables inside that place. Uh, and of course, it had um, oil in in those pure olive oil in those candles to be able to burn uh, consistently. Again, um, symbolic of the Savior, his healing power, the light that comes from us to him, uh, it comes to us from him uh, with the actual candlestick as well. Um, so, and actually we can, um, it's often referred to as the tree of life, as I've mentioned previously. We then, of course, have in that room uh, the table with the unleavened bread, uh, symbolic that we must hurry to worship the true God. If you remember, um, this unleavened bread uh, came from when the children of Israel were leaving the land of Egypt. They took unleavened bread so they could go quickly and uh, do his will hurriedly rather than wait uh, for their bread to uh, be to be risen properly. Um, and, I mean, that in the fact as well is that... Um, the fact that the bread was not risen uh, may be symbolic of how Christ did not uh, was not risen for three days. Um, with that uh, unleavened bread, there was often a a goblet or cup uh, with wine, which again representative of the blood of our Savior. Um, and then, then there was the altar of uh, prayer, which represented um, the prayers going up to God. Uh, in from the priests and of course um, we have uh, then the holy of holies which we've discussed already in there which was, was the ark of the covenant with the mercy seat uh, so a lot of things in there and in in exodus 39 and 40 there's a lot of discussion about these things being put in place uh, so that the tabernacle was prepared uh, for worship and prepared for communion with god um so the Aaron and the priests are then anointed and sanctified. Uh, and in verse 15 of Exodus chapter 40, it says, And thou shalt anoint them as thou didst anoint their father, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Um, this indicates that the priesthood was to be unchanging. And except for times when it would no longer be on the earth, um, it would be there as a... Um, opportunity for the people of uh, the children of God to be able to receive the blessings uh, of uh, the priesthood in their lives. President Russell M. Nelson taught, quote, unchanging principles are so because they come from an unchanging heavenly father. Try as they might, no parliament or congress could ever repeal the law of earth's gravity or amend the Ten Commandments. Those laws are constant. All laws of nature and of God are part of the everlasting gospel. Thus, there are many unchanging principles. Time will permit consideration of only a few. One of them is that of the priesthood. The prophet Joseph Smith taught that the priesthood is an everlasting principle and existed with God from eternity and willed to eternity without beginning of days and end of years. Close quote. So the authority, in order to do these ordinances, in order to have the uh, blessings come from the, uh, the practices that they were going to do in this tabernacle, came from the same priesthood which we have today. <clears throat> the ordinances themselves, of course, are changed, have, have changed, reflective of uh, the stage where how, of how the Saviour has now performed the atonement uh, for mankind. And um, this 
is now reflected in the sacrament, which we remember the sacrifice that he specifically made, whereas, of course, that sacrifice had not yet taken place um, with these people. And so, of course, it is necessary that there is differences. But when you do look at um, the practices of the tabernacle and um, the sacrament meeting and temple worship that we have today, the main differences, of course, are the fact that there is no shedding of blood of animals anymore, and that is because the great and last sacrifice has been made. However, a lot of the other things are are reflected uh, in, in the temple imagery and in our sacrament meetings as well, um, which I think is why it's such a great thing to be able to study the Old Testament, to look in deeply into these practices and see how actually many things haven't changed, um, and that's because God is an unchanging God. Uh, the only thing that has changed, of course, is the fact that our Saviour, the Redeemer, has made that sacrifice. And as such, uh, that is reflected in those things that we do. Um, thank you very much for listening today. We'll, tomorrow we'll attempt to do a, a quick study of the chapters remaining in Leviticus, um, just the ones highlighted in the Come, Follow Me manual. But, you know, if you look through the chapters, very, very, very briefly I'll mention, if you look through the chapters of Leviticus that are not included, in the uh, Come, Follow Me sections, um, there is a lot of reference to the atonement, a lot of imagery uh, that is linked there in terms of the instructions given to the priest and how they are to do the certain sacrifices and offerings uh, that are listed in there. So please do have a look if you get the time. Uh, it's well worth having a look and seeing again how, in, in it, how linked everything is to uh, the sacrifice of our Saviour. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again...